0: Hello and welcome to the Frontier Strategy Group podcast series. FSG is the leading information and advisory services partner for emerging market executives. We partner with business leaders at over 230 multinationals by providing them with information assets, advisory support, and consulting services that help inform and power their emerging markets growth strategy. The focus of today's podcast is a 2017 market spotlight on Vietnam, one of Asia's fastest growing markets. My name is Richard Leggett, and I'm the CEO of Frontier Strategy Group. I'm joined today in studio in FSG's Singapore office by Cheng Su Chua, FSG's analyst for Southeast Asia and the author of our newest report on Vietnam. As a reminder, this research and all of our insights are available to FSG clients via our Frontier View platform cheng Su, thanks for joining me today. It's, uh, it's actually great to be together in person here in Singapore with you.
1: on you, Richard. Glad to be here.
0: We have a, a lot to cover, so let's jump right in and get started. Um, in, a, in a global backdrop where growth is much more difficult to find, Vietnam stands out. It's growing more, more than 6%, which makes it very attractive for many of our clients. Uh, I wanted to maybe start by asking you, what are some of the key drivers of, of the growth and how sustainable it is?
1: Yes, uh, that's a great question, Richard. Well, just a little introduction about Vietnam. It is a rising star within the Southeast Asia region. The country has been experiencing healthy growth rates at about 6% for the past five years, as you have noted, with relatively low inflation. After years of isolation, Vietnam gradually opened up in 1986 with its Doi Moi policy, where economic reforms were initiated. As a result of these reforms, we saw a rise in FDI and consumer spending in Vietnam. So to answer your question, yes, strong domestic consumption and a steady inflow of FDI are the main growth drivers for Vietnam. But what truly supports this growth is Vietnam's strong demographics. About 45% of the population is under 30 years old, young, hardworking and aggressive. And this provides a solid labor pool for low cost manufacturing. At present day, the government continues to drive growth by pushing for more business reforms and infrastructure development. The country is also very open to trade and investment, coupled with an expanding middle-class consumer segment, which translates to more consumer spend for multinationals. All of these are very positive trends in the Vietnamese market, and provides a compelling reason for expansion. Before we uh,
0: dive deeper into some of the key trends. Cheng Su, I I wanted you to take a moment and put your client hat on for a second. Imagine now you're the head of Asia Pacific or maybe the head of international for one of our clients, and help me frame Vietnam and the opportunity in terms of priority in the APAC portfolio on a regional basis.
1: Okay, that's a great question, Rich. Vietnam is a fast-growing economy, and we expect it to continue outperforming growth at about 6.3% for the next few years. It represents an area of new opportunity for companies looking to move their production resources out of China, where wages are getting more expensive over there. We can see this reflecting in the manufacturing-led Vietnamese economy, where many of the Japanese and South Korean companies have invested and set up factories in Vietnam to take advantage of its manufacturing uptake and low wages. In my report, I have also highlighted how US multinationals are expanding in Vietnam and have listed Vietnam as the preferred choice for business expansion. These examples indicate the strong confidence investors have in Vietnam's business landscape.
0: All right, I want to dive now into some of the key trends you highlight in your analysis. Uh, and I thought maybe we could briefly summarize each one of them. So I'll start with the first one, which you, you spoke about briefly in your opening answer, which is really around the very compelling domestic consumption story in Vietnam.
1: Sure, Richard. Our client coverage includes various industries, from consumer goods, healthcare, industrials, and technology. And it is critical for them to spot the trends early on to optimize their business strategies in Vietnam. The first trend that we have observed is the rise of middle and affluent classes in Vietnam, which will help boost domestic consumption. This is important for companies that sell to consumers, be it domestic consumers or corporate consumers, for example, B2B or B2G. Vietnam is rapidly urbanizing, mostly in Ho Chi Minh City and Hanoi where growth is concentrated. As a result of urbanisation, more people move to cities for better paying jobs and the middle and affluent consumer segments start to grow. From our FSG analysis, we have forecasted a boom in the middle and affluent segments. By 2020, 10 million households are expected to earn at least $5,000 annually as compared to 7.2 million households in 2016. Consumer spending is set to grow as incomes rise. And this is very welcoming news to multinationals hoping to ride the rising consumption wave in Vietnam.
0: So Cheng Su, the second key trend you mentioned in your analysis relates to investment reforms and then using uh, some of those investment reforms to make subsequent investments in the country's infrastructure. Could you maybe talk a little bit about this? Because I think infrastructure is a big concern for our clients.
1: Sure, Richard. Our second trend ties in with the government's goal to transform Vietnam into an industrialized economy by 2020. Investment reforms and infrastructure policies will become the government's top priorities. With more uncertainties in the global economic outlook and major economies experiencing a slowdown in that growth, the government is going all out to make Vietnam a top investment destination for investors. The state has introduced initiatives to further improve the investment landscape and infrastructure of the economy. Prime Minister Nguyen has taken the lead to assure investors that business conditions will improve. Foreign investment restrictions are expected to improve later this year to increase private investment and we remain fairly optimistic about the outlook for business opportunities in Vietnam. Transparency in state-owned enterprise and stricter financial regulations to keep non-performing loan ratios low are also expected as reforms start rolling out. Investors can also look forward to improvements in business registration matters as the government works with the different industries to cut down on red tape and bureaucracy.
0: And then the final trend uh, that we wanted to talk about today involves tax reform. And that's obviously also a a fairly big undertaking. Can you maybe summarize and also give us a sense of the timing for some of these reforms?
1: Sure, Rich. The third trend which we have observed will impact multinationals and their cost structure. The Vietnamese government will pursue tax reforms to raise revenue. We have seen some of the tax reforms implemented. For example, Consumption tax on seen goods, such as alcohol, beer and tobacco, has already started increasing in 2016 and this will continue to increase yearly until 2019. The government is also considering imposing additional environmental tax on petroleum, gasoline and plastic bags. While details have yet to be disclosed regarding timelines, we have a very compelling reason to believe that the environmental taxes will be approved and implemented soon. The reason being, Vietnam has been increasing its environmental taxes to make up for the shortfall in import duties since 2015. This explains why we believe that the environmental taxes are likely to come through very soon. Once the environmental taxes are implemented, they will definitely increase transportation and production costs for multinationals and further strain corporates' operating cost structures. But if we look on the bright side of things, Over time, tax reforms will help to improve the business conditions by strengthening the tax system, and this will boost investors' confidence in the Vietnamese business environment.
0: So, we've talked mostly about a positive picture uh, with regards to Vietnam's strong growth, domestic consumption, a a rising uh, affluent class or middle class, um, well-educated workforce, and a young workforce. So, all of those things sound quite positive. I guess... There there are downsides. So let's talk about some of the the key risks uh, for our clients as they as they uh, think about this market over the over the horizon.
1: Good question, Richard. Well, Vietnam is an emerging market, and it has the usual, usual challenges of rampant corruption and inadequate infrastructure, normally associated with a developing market. In a survey by the U.S. ASEAN Business Outlook, seventy two percent of the respondents found that a bribery. Uh, is a hindrance to conducting business in Vietnam. Many businesses find themselves having to pay extra fees or coffee money for to officials in order to get things done. For example, like custom clearance. On the infrastructure front, Vietnam scores really poorly for its infrastructure quality when compared to its peers in ASEAN. Unpaved roads, incomplete railways and congested ports are a common sight in Vietnam. All of these drive up transportation costs for MNCs and can make logistics distribution a nightmare for both new and existing investors. But fret not, the government has put in place reforms to rectify the challenges mentioned. While previous reforms have been slow with small progress, we have a compelling reason to believe that in the next few years ahead, that reforms put forward by the Vietnamese government will yield better results than before. The main reason is because of the US withdrawal from the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which had previously given Vietnam high hopes of becoming the biggest beneficiary of the trade agreement. While Vietnam's economy is well positioned to continue growing even without the TPP, it has certainly made Vietnam rethink its strategy to capture growth in a subdued global economy. There is a stronger motivation for the Vietnamese government to push for serious reforms faster than ever and it is happening right now. With this in mind, the government has outlined a clear plan for reforms with its Social Economic Development Plan or SEDP for short. The SEDP lays out the foundation for achieving Vietnam's industrialization targets to reduce debt, increase growth by 2020. We expect to see accelerated reforms in investment infrastructure, and state-owned enterprise sectors. Multinationals should be concerned as to how the reforms progress, as it will determine whether the healthy growth rate in Vietnam can be sustained in the next few years. The reforms are also expected to improve the overall business infrastructure in Vietnam and make doing business in the country much easier. Having said all of that, we also acknowledge that these reforms take some time to be implemented. Given the complexity of the Vietnamese market, but surely these reforms are definitely aging in the right direction.
0: And so you have essentially a six point three percent, six point three six to six point five percent growth for the next several years for Vietnam uh, under a base case assumption uh, with with these reforms, correct?
1: Correct.
0: Okay. My final question, as we're running up against time here, is just uh, when we think about industries that are likely to be the biggest winners uh, in the in the market over the next three to five years, how will you? How, how, how do you uh, think about that? Obviously, with a strong domestic consumption, I imagine consumer goods looks like a, a winner in the industries. But I'm curious, kind of how you kind of frame uh, different industries, knowing that our clients represent a range of sectors.
1: Well, excellent question, Richard. I would say that many industries will get to benefit from Vietnam's industrialization drive. But let's talk about each of them briefly. The consumer goods market, as you have mentioned, will definitely benefit from rising incomes and as consumers become wealthier and they will start to demand for more premium products and services. MNCs might want to consider evaluating their product mix to take advantage of the higher disposable incomes. Healthcare industry will definitely get the benefit. In Vietnam's development plan, healthcare is one of the main targets for reforms. The government also aims to increase health insurance for the majority of the population and to upgrade the healthcare system. We will definitely see an uptick in the demand for healthcare products and services. It gets even easier for industrial companies, where increased urbanization and industrialization will naturally allow for more opportunities in construction, utilities, and infrastructure development. Lastly, we also have potential opportunities for technology firms, as reforms in Vietnam help to modernize the economy and will require more sophisticated tech infrastructure.
0: I imagine with. Uh... The, the, the positive uh, opportunities in Vietnam in each of those industries that you mentioned, competition will be uh, fierce, not only amongst multinationals, but also uh, some local companies.
1: True. Uh, there will be competition, but there will also be more opportunities as investment foreign investment laws ease up and are removed by the end of this year.
0: Okay, great. Well, Cheng Su, uh, I think we're up against time. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, for, for, for me today. we barely scratched the surface of The Vietnam market. I think there's a lot more uh, that we could dig deeper on, and uh, I encourage all of our listeners to uh, to read your full analysis, which I think is excellent. And encourage any of uh, you that wish to uh, that have an interest in in digging deeper in Vietnam or uh, Southeast Asia more broadly uh, to schedule a briefing with Cheng Su, uh, and we can go through this in more detail. As a reminder, FSG clients can speak to any member of the FSG Global Research Team at any time by scheduling. Uh, via your client relationship director. And all of FSG's research, Frontier Data Leading Indicator data, and curated news feeds, and all of our other content is available and always updated using our Frontier View dashboards, which is uh, for part of your Frontier View platform. Uh, with that, this concludes our podcast. Until next time, we wish you great outperformance across your developing markets portfolio. Thank you.